Hello and welcome to White Hat vs. Black Hat SEO Show. My name is Josh Bashinsky, and with me I have my co-host, as always, Chase Reiner. Say hi, Chase. What's up, everyone? Today we are the non-videoed uh, people because <laughs> my camera's not working right, and I'm I'm stuck in bed because I'm still sick, and Chase's camera's not working right. So today is the virtual White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. It'll be a real show, except you just have to imagine it's kind of like South Park. We're, we're like South Park characters. You have to imagine us in the South Park world. <laughs> Does that sound about right, Chase? I'm cool with that. Cool. So very recently we had the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO conference up here in Victoria, BC, Canada. I just want to quickly mention that thanks to everyone who came out to that. It was a fantastic conference. I have a stack. I literally have a stack of testimonial papers here that I have to put on the um, the website. People really enjoyed it. Uh, it really was a great conference. A lot of really good information came out. The, 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 the competition between the White Hats and Black Hats was off the chain. I think it was it's amazing what people came out with and what they said. Uh, it was really quite funny how the winner was Iraq, and he presented for the Black Hat side. And so the Black Hats currently hold the title, even though Chase and I tried to present for the White Hats. Of course, I was I was exempt from the uh, competition because, of course, I put the thing on, so I saw the presentations ahead of time, and so it wouldn't be fair for me to compete. But Chase, what do you think about the Black Hats winning the conference this year? You know, I I think he had a great presentation. Um, I I think that. You know, I'm a little biased, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would technically be the one wanting to weigh in on this opinion, but um, I, I definitely think that uh, you know there was a lot of good points made. I think what it really came down to is sort of um, you know what people were really interested in, and I think a lot of people were really interested in the black hat side of things. So, um, yeah, yeah, he uh, he used an interesting tactic. I'm not going to say what it was, but it, but it, well, I don't know. Maybe I should say live. I didn't ask Eric if I should. His real name is Eric. I didn't know. I didn't ask Eric if I could mention live on air what really went on. So I shouldn't until I do that. Uh, even though it might be a good thing to do, but uh, yeah, someone said that uh, in the chat that he he cheated a little, quote unquote. Well, may, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Yeah, but he was a black hat, so I was going to let him do whatever he was going to do. But he won. But he did have a good presentation, otherwise. Um, he did, and I think the th thing is that, and I even got this in the, because I had everyone write in uh, suggestions as what's like to see next year, of course, and they said that they want to see more tips and tricks. People always like tips and tricks at conferences. I like the strategy kind of presentations because those are important too, but tips and tricks are important. And he had a lot of tips and tricks you could implement pretty easily or quickly. You could see the value of. So people like that, and that's another reason why he won. The, the, per the person who got the second most votes was Ted. Our good friend Ted Kabaitis, who runs the Core Software, he showed a lot of his correlations, and he also uh, shared with us a personal story of his life, and so it was kind of uh, really, really endearing, and it was a good presentation. And so um, uh, uh, Eric, if I recall, only won by four votes. So, so White Hat came in second runner-up. Ted was a runner-up, and Black Hat won this year. But next year, we'll have to see if we hold a conference next year, which I'm pretty sure we will, because it was pretty fun to put on. If we hold the conference, I'm just not sure if we're going to hold the conference in Victoria next year or if we're going to alternate to the States because my partner, Holly, who I run the conference with, she's in the States. Who knows? Maybe we'll come down to Santa Barbara where, where uh, Chase is. Maybe we'll do it closer to Chicago where, where Holly is. If we you were, guys have an opinion of that, if you guys care, uh, send us an email, give us a comment, let us know where you think you'd like it to be held uh, next year, and, and we'll see what we can do. 
we were actually thinking about setting up a conference in Santa Barbara since we have a place to do it. I don't know how many people would want to go there, but I, I think a lot of people would be interested in just going in Santa, to Santa Barbara in general. It would be you know, a good excuse to go. Hmm. Okay, good. We'll, we'll keep that in mind. I see people are jump, joining. This is a live hangout. You guys are welcome to uh, – you guys are uh, – <laughs> Michael Kress, he joined. He just said in the chat, not very many things happen there. Bite your tongue. <laughs> a lot of things happen in Victoria, Canada. Just ask Chase. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. Uh, you know, the, I'm not even. I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to embarrass Chase on air. But let's just say stuff happens up in Victoria. I guess what happens in Victoria stays in Victoria. No, no. I if you tell me, I'll, if you ask me, I'll tell you because it was hilarious. But <laughs> but uh, but no stuff. Stuff definitely happens here. Everybody loved it. Loved it. Loved the conference. Loved the place. So anyway, enough about the conference. So. As I said, this is a live hangout. If you guys have SEO questions, this is a white hat versus black hat SEO show uh, because Chase showed up. <laughs> so it's the white hat versus black hat SEO show because there's actually SEOs you can debate here. Uh, otherwise, I'm just doing a hangout, but it doesn't matter. I do both kind of shows. Uh, and you're welcome to join. I did post the join link in uh, my Twitter and on Google+. I can paste the, uh, the join link here again in the chat. Hey, Josh, can I do a quick little uh, segment really quick on um, this, this sort of stuff I've been working on? Yeah, one second, one second. We'll get to that. So I'll put the join link in the chat. So what we're going to do is we're going – you're welcome to join if you have an SEO question, if you want to share your site. We're going to do a free SEO site clinic at the end of the show. At the beginning of the show, we're going to go over our regular segment, what's new in Whitehead SEO. I have a whole lot of stuff to talk about what's new in Whitehead SEO. And then Chase has a whole bunch of awesome stuff he's working on to, to talk about what's new. And this is more White Hat stuff in SEO, White Hat, you'd say, Chase? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we're very we're very heavy with the white hat side today. No no black hats. They're all busy. I don't know, doing whatever they're doing. So they're they're all busy doing their black hattery, picking out new hats, <laughs> picking out new hats. Right. So so maybe but I can I can pretend I'm a black hat later on if we want to have a debate. But okay. So with that in mind, you guys can join. Just just mute yourself, Michael. Thanks for joining. Just mute yourself for now, and you can ask your questions later on at the end of the show. You guys can ask your questions in the chat, the live chat on the top right hand side on YouTube. Or uh, you can join the show and ask your questions there too. The microphone. Otherwise, turn off your phone, Chase. Otherwise, um, I'm gonna. I wanted to share with you what's new and what at SEO. I went through because I hurt my back and I'm sick in bed here. I had nothing else to do, and I went through all the John Mueller hangouts that I had. I had left, and so I want to share with you uh, my my uh, uh, my my uh, roundup of what I thought John Mueller talked about that I thought was really important. And I will present that now. So that's what I'm looking at here. So uh, July 7th is where I picked up from what he was talking about. The stuff in bold I thought was important to talk about. Um, so I'll go through that quickly, and then we'll get to Chase's stuff, and then we'll, we'll answer people's questions. So that's how we'll do it. Sound good, Chase? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I, I muted my mic. Sorry. <laughs> he preempted me rambling on. So, yes, perfect. Okay. So John Miller did talk on July 7th. He mentioned here that the leaks – he said that the cache page may not be accurate. So that's the cache page when you do a site colon search. He says it may not be accurate. They may not show a cache even though they have it indexed. Sorry. They may not show a cache even though they have it indexed. And the cache they show does not necessarily show what they have, uh, what they have indexed. The cache they show does not necessarily reflect what they have indexed. So that's just a kind of a good reminder that Sometimes these queries are, are a little finicky, these site colon and info colon. They don't always tell you maybe the best information. you gotta, you got to kind of uh, interpret what they say with a grain of salt. For example, 
I will, uh, I will stop sharing that, and I will change my screen actually uh, to this here, and I'll show you. Uh, where is it? Here we go. So here's just a Google Google tab. So when you do a site colon search, uh, let's just do a site I was looking at recently. Hope they don't mind me searching this on air, but they're a great company. Go buy their stuff. There, I gave them a free plug, so they probably don't care. So when you do a site colon search, you have to be careful about a couple things. One, uh, I'll turn the search works off for now. One, the order of these pages is just a kind of a guess as to what Google thinks you want. And it is based on what is most important on that site. So it is kind of telling you what the site is about and what's most important on the site. Uh, and there's another really good leak that uh, John Mueller gave out that I was going to get to in a second, that if you see a, uh, a site links, like little blue links in the bottom of the, on the, the index page here, if you see site links on the bottom here, but you do not see them in the search when they do a, a major search, that is also a quality problem issue. So if you see site links here, but you don't see them in the regular search, that's a site quality issue. That's a very uh, interesting little leak. But a couple other things I just want to mention. So um, uh, this result here, of course, is a complete fabrication. It's uh, when you get over 500 results, it's a it's it's pretty it's pretty iffy. It could be order it could be off by a factor of 10 or 100. Uh, just remember that. And uh, they do list this in, in terms of order of importance. If you want to get more information, you could do an info colon search, and that will give you what they've actually, this is the URL that they've actually spidered and indexed for this particular website. Now, if you click on Google's cache, which I was just talking about, Google's cache, it'll tell you basically when the last time they've been there, and you can see a few things more about it. This date, I find, is actually pretty accurate, even though it used to be much more accurate and they have obfuscated it a bit, but it's usually pretty accurate. But keep in mind that this may not be, how it looks here may not be what they spidered, is uh, I guess the, the upshot to what uh, John Mueller was saying there. Okay, so back to the John Mueller leaks. Uh, he mentioned something about RankBrain here. He says, RankBrain is about understanding the query, especially new ones. And so I think it must be click-related. Uh, RankBrain has to use clicks, right? When someone does a new search for, I don't know, blue shoes uh, X948287, and no one's ever searched that before, Google's going to watch very closely to see what you click on to know, whether, to know whether or not that's the proper response for that search. And he says they're doing this with the not. So like if I want uh, Nike's not Reeboks, um, they don't have that very nailed down very well yet, but that's what they're trying to use RankBrain for. And he says it will trigger and tailor uh, query deserves diversity in that regard. So they, they will use RankBrain. Here's the upshot of this bit here. That RankBrain, where people click, does tell them where you belong in the sales funnel. It tells them if you should be a, a no, if you should be ranking for knowledge-based queries, or you should be ranking for more sales-based queries. And that has to do with rank brain and where people click. So I thought that was very important, very interesting. So the upshot for that for you is make sure that when people are searching for you, you're very clear about if they can buy it there or if it's just information there or both. Uh, and rank brain is going to decide where you should be ranking either in the, the what is the best uh, red apples versus uh, buy red apples. Or, you know, what are red apples would be a, a no query. A no do query would be what are the best red apples. 
and a, a do query would be buy red apples. And that tells you where, that, that tells Google where to put you based on what people click. And if you have, if you have quality problems, you have design problems, they're not going to click in the right place and Google's not going to be able to tell from RankBrain where you should be ranking. And that's part of the problem. Uh, next one here, he says, he maintains uh, query deserve diversity and their algorithms mean you don't need a link from CNN if your competitors have a link from CNN. He was pretty blatant about it. So again, there are many off-site signals. Links, do follow links is just one of them. You can have crazy social. You could have good traffic. You, have, you could have good domain searches in Google. Um, you can have uh, a lot of text mentions. You can have a lot of no-follow links. You don't necessarily, if, if, if your competitors have a link from CNN, you don't necessarily need a link from CNN. Although that's one way of doing it, that's not the only way of doing it. And quite frankly, uh, uh, considering how difficult it is to get a, a link on CNN, it's probably not the best way to go about it either. Some of your competitors' links might just be impossible to recreate or, or fabricate. On August 2nd, he had another hangout, and he confirmed that Fred, so this is what um, uh, Barry Schwartz from SE Roundtable called it. I think Glenn Gabe called it Fred, actually, and, and Barry Schwartz picked it up. Uh, Glenn Gabe is another SEO who kind of looks at these things. When I talk about the five levels of SEO evidence, he's kind of like, he's at, he's at rank number four. Let me show you what that is, actually. I will show you. I made a diagram. I don't have to count on my hand anymore. Here are the five levels of SEO evidence that I always talk about, that people who listen to me all the time are going to be like, oh, Josh, finally, see, <laughs> I made I made a graphic. And so what I'm talking about, uh, Glenn Gabe here, he's another SEO. So he's like the fifth rank. So if you're listening, to, he just he analyzes sites he does in the field observations. To my knowledge, he doesn't listen to what Google says. Maybe he does. And he, does niche, he doesn't do any niche-specific correlation studies, to my knowledge. And to my knowledge, he is not doing any single variable experiments either, like they do in the SIA group and like I do as well. And when it comes to the truthiness of SEO evidence, I would say that single variable experiments, in my opinion, uh, empirical experiments, science, beats correlations, which beats your off-the-cuff in the field observations, which could be wildly off because you, you did a disavow file, but also 10 other things uh, behind the scenes in Google happened, and one of those things changed your rankings, not the disavow file. And then that's better than what Google says, and that's a little bit better than, than the common SEO opinions, typically. So if you're ever wondering, Josh, what are the five levels, the five ranks of, uh, of necessary SEO evidence that you need to base your game off of? This is what they are, in my opinion. And they're truthiest at the top, at number one, and they're less truthy at, at the fifth. That's why I made a truth point system, how truthy it is. <laughs> this is actually a deep philosophical problem. So I used truthy points just to try to communicate it. Does that make sense, guys? Does that make sense? Good, I hope so. Anyway, so that's what I'm talking about there. So back to John Mueller. Sorry, I just had to show you guys that because I made that in PowerPoint and I was so proud. So uh, John, uh, John Mueller confirmed that Fred, even though it's not uh, any name that they use, it's not a name that Google uses internally, and it represents probably about five or six different algorithms they released in a few month period until, until Barry Schwartz and Glenn Gabe finally noticed. But he did confirm that it is mostly quality related. So if you had a drop around the Fred update, check uh, SE Roundtable. You want to check seroundtable.com for uh, his, he lists uh, in chronological order. It's actually fairly fairly handy. And so if you had a drop around whenever Fred came out, which I think was March 4th or so, March 5th of this year, but you have to check SE Roundtable to be sure. John Mueller confirmed that it is a quality ra ranking adjustment that they made across the board. So as you need to look at your site overall for that update, you need to look at your overall site 
and he implies that there are site and in this this is where he implies there is a site and page quality score i already knew that from the experiments that i run and from the the patents that i've read and he said basically this is my interpretation quality score is just like page rank it's a number between 1 and 10 just like page rank and it flows down from the site to pages just like page rank and on a high quality score site they trust the new pages and on a low quality score site they don't trust the new pages because again it flows just like page rank and he says later on, and I quote, we do look at the quality of a website, and this is built up off the quality of the pages. So in the same Hangout, he again confirmed that there is a, a site-based quality score and a page quality score as well, which again, I already knew that from the experiments and from reading patents. It's always nice, though, on this levels of evidence to have confirmation on, on multiple, multiple places and multiple sites. Okay, now... He did say, make a site that they go back to without going to search. So he did harp on this quite a bit. He did harp on this. That it's very important to make a site that they go back to without going to search. Um, and I know this uh, from tests. Uh, they recommend others go to that site. That sites need some level of direct traffic. He did really harp on that sites need levels of direct traffic and that direct traffic, not even touching Google, can help a site rank. What do they need to do when they get there? Well, they need to do all the positive things they need to do when they get there. Um, so I have actually developed a system. Holly and I have developed a system that we couldn't mention before, but now the conference is done. Uh, I have no problem talking about it, where we send traffic to a page that needs it, needs kind of a boost. The best thing to do, of course, would do the white hat thing and make a quality site to begin with. But if you can't do that, or you refuse to do that for whatever silly reason, <laughs> you, you want to just spend money and put your pages on life support, then you can send direct traffic to it. We have a special system we use. It's actually quite complicated in how to set it up. You can't just fire off microworker people to it. You can't just fire off you know, bots to it. It doesn't work that way. But if you know how to do it, we have a system set up to do it. We have a test proving that it works. I showed it a couple hangouts ago. I could show it to you again if you want to see it. It's just a chart. Uh, it's just a line graph where thing, something goes up. So <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> that's what happened. But uh, um, that's uh, that's what we're doing. So if you want some help with that, uh, I, I would. if you email me about this, I'm going to say, why don't we make your pages good to start with? And then your normal traffic will work. But if that's not going to work for whatever reason, you don't have normal traffic, or you, uh, you don't want to change your design because you're really, really stubborn for whatever reason or whatever it is, we can try and artificially inflate it with some uh, direct positive-looking traffic. Hey guys, thanks for joining. If you wouldn't mind, I'm just going to mute you until it's time to answer your questions. All right, guys, so go ahead and unmute yourself later on in the show, but right now I'm, I'm just going to finish going through this. I'm glad everyone, I'm glad lots of people joined, so we have lots of talking later on. That's fantastic, so I'll, I'll quickly go through the rest of this. Okay, John Mueller says uh, uh, he admits implicitly that it can work, that negative SEO link base can work. Um, I know this for a fact because we tested it. As you remember, Clint, our resident black hat, one of our resident black hats, sent 100,000 GSA links to my poor little test page. And although he ranked the hell out of it, uh, he destroyed the rest of that site's rankings. Uh, and it did split test it and fluctuate and bounce for like two weeks. So it's not like it, it, negative SEO is, it, it works. It just doesn't work clean cut. Uh, and as I said, the site colon indicator is not a true indicator of all index pages. Uh, neither does Search Console, by the way, the John Mueller leaked. It's very interesting. Uh, it is a raw list, not the counted pages. So Search Console is a raw list, not the counted pages. 
in uh, site colon is the counted pages. Does that make sense? So Google has uh, many levels of indices. They have like a supplemental index. They have a number of them actually. And then they have the live live sites post retrieval. Right, when you do a search, in here the search happens. So in here the spidering happens and caffeine spiders and decides what they want to do with your pages. In here a search happens and then they give you the sites they're going to do. So that's the other thing actually I wanted to show when I was doing the um, the site colon search. I just wanted to show, but that was a bad site. Let's actually do, here, I will show you a better site to uh, to present this information to you. So you guys see that screen there? Let's do naturalhealthsource.com. This is a site I used to SEO many years ago. They're doing very, very well. Although they're not even big enough. I thought they'd be bigger than that. Well, they're a bad example, but <laughs> uh, this is a site I SEO'd a long time ago if you want to check out um, uh, some SEO work I've done. They're no longer clients, and so I don't care. You can take a look at it, do whatever you want. But uh, let me think, okay, well, fine. I'll do walmart.com. They clearly are going to have many, many, 809? <laughs> really? <laughs> that's, that's all they got? So this is a weird kind of result, um, uh, but that shows you the live index, right? There's a supplemental index that every page, Google knows about 100 trillion pages, and they remember every page they go to at least for three to four to five, six months. If you foretend it for many months, they might, they, they, it takes... John Mueller said it could take up to half a year for them to forget it, aka to drop it out of their supplemental index. But this is not the, all the pages they know about walmart.com. Obviously, this is just only the live index that's coming back. If I want to get a better sense of the actual number, that's a fake number too. I have to do start equals 990, my little start equals 990 trick. And then that tells me actually, instead of 800 pages, they only actually know about roughly 600 pages. So, because the pages only actually go to 60 in Google. If you click next, 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 60 times, you'd only get to 60 pages. That's what the start 990 is, just a shortcut to get to here. And they only actually, after the live index, after the quality and all the filtering that Google does from walmart.com, which is quite amazing, they only actually have 600 pages that are kind of viable ranking pages in the index, if you will. It doesn't matter if your page is in the index. The question is, do their algorithms think it's a viable ranking page? There's many reasons why they may not think it's a viable ranking page and they could be filtering it. And that's what would happen if I clicked this and got the pages that are not filtered. I would get even more at that point. But my start 990 doesn't work with the filter zero, I don't think. Because they put when I do that, I get a filter zero. And it shows me all the non-filtered, uh, all the actually filtered pages. So anyway, that being said, let's finish up with the rest of the John Mueller leaks here. Okay. Yeah, again, here's some more information about that. So August 11th, he talked about it. He said, when the site is filtered under omitted results and having ranking issues, that it could be just about anything causing it. So he, this supports a multiple theory issue. I, I think that there's like a three... Uh, uh, strikes in your out kind of system. If you have link spam, okay, you might drop a few spots. If you have link spam and quality issues, okay, you're going to drop a whole bunch of spots or you might get filtered entirely. 
or if you have spam problems and content issues like thin content or garbage content or spun content plus spam. It just takes two strikes and you're out. Two strikes and you out. This is what I find on my test pages here. That once we have two strikes on the test page, we can awfully we can often get it to drop uh, get de-indexed entirely and get struck right off the uh, off the thing there. Hi there, Clint. How you doing? Oh, can't hear you there, Clint. I don't know. Is my audio working? Can anyone else hear Clint? Nobody hears Clint. Clint is silent. Clint's like, like silent like assassin. Super silent. He sneaks up behind you, and suddenly there's blackout SEO going on everywhere. Okay, go ahead and try, try to fix that, Clint. Well, uh, I'll oh. go through the rest of this stuff. Can you hear me now? Oh, I think we can hear you now. There. Yay! How you doing, buddy? I'm glad we had an actual blackout here, and I didn't have to fake blackout stuff. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. I was listening in the background, so I figured I'd pop in. Well, I appreciate it. Please go ahead and pop in and, and make comments on any of this stuff as I go through it. But I want to make sure I go through these John Mueller leaks because some of them were pretty interesting, I thought. Um, again, he confirms in this hangout, quality score flows to pages. New pages on a high, on, uh, on a high quality score are trusted automatically. Uh, on new pages on a low quality score are untrusted. So that, again, that's very important. Quality score is a number. If you read the 2012 Panda patent, Quality score is a number between 1 and 100. So is page rank. It's a number between 1 and 100. And it flows exactly the same. It seems to me that it flows exactly the same as page rank. So I thought that was very interesting. And here's another interesting thing he said. He said, he said he said, Jam confirms that you can hijack a cert by getting a did you mean by people searching. So this was an interesting kind of um, tidbit that came out. I thought this might be really interesting to test, maybe interesting to do some black hat on, that somebody, you know, um, Somebody made a, a business that might be like KOK uh, Limited. Uh, so it's Coke. Coke Limited is the name of his company. But they, when someone searches that, they always say, did you mean Coke? You know, the obviously very popular soft drink. And so John Miller basically told this guy, and this guy was pissed off. He's like, whenever someone searches for Coke Limited, they get, it says, did you mean Coke? And my site doesn't show up. And John Mueller said, "Tough, change your business name. Why did you change? Why did you choose a business name so close to a very well-known brand?" I thought that was an interesting answer, a standard Google answer. It's like we made our algos as good as possible. If you don't like it, suck it. <laughs> so that's that's basically it. But I thought that was interesting, and John Mueller basically confirmed it's completely automatically calculated. So if you have enough people who search for Coke. And they just keep surfing, or they click Coke and say, "Yeah, that's what I meant." You know, that's what it's going to do. So all you need to do is, of course, there's ways to magically uh, edit that, and you can think of all kinds of ways that you might be able to do some uh, uh, some management, some reputation management based on that. So, for example, let's say I got a DUI or something like that, or whatever, and people searching Josh Bashinsky and uh, DUI or my my old porn photos from way back when come up. Don't do that search. But just say, hypothetically speaking, <laughs> something like that came up. I could probably change it by changing the auto-suggest or doing a lot of searches and clicking another result. And then I could probably get the did you mean to, to go to something else that I wanted to go. So just some ideas there. You might be able to take advantage of it. Need some testing, obviously. 
And then only a few, only a few, only one, two, three, four, five left. So on August 22nd, here's the other high quality test he mentioned. And I found this was very interesting. And I got some some pushback on some of my Skype groups about this. They they were they were they were doubtful, but I'm like, hey dude, I didn't say it. that's the way it was. This is just what John Mueller said. Hey, I fully agree that there's levels of evidence, and this is a lower level of evidence. And I would I would I would bow to any tests that that say otherwise. But until such time, this is the best evidence I have to go off of. And uh, he said it is a high quality test you can do. So if a site colon search shows rich snippets, but a regular search doesn't show rich snippets, then he says there's definite quality problems. And I didn't think that was actually that controversial a statement because that's kind of already known. I mean, I already knew that. Uh, Clint, did you? I'm sure you already have heard of this before. I've heard of it, but I've seen the reverse. Yeah. As well, so. Yeah, no, I definitely have too. Um, I think in the days when it was everyone could have rich those stars and they weren't out there manually penalizing and stuff, that that actually worked. Um, but now I don't think so. Yeah. So I mean, this is a really good point in like again, this is a very good point in SEO research. Two points. One, listening to John Mueller is good. It's better than listening probably to some jackass on, on a street corner who knows absolutely nothing about it. But at the same time, it's not gospel. It doesn't mean it's necessarily true. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't give a, a client a $10,000 recommendation based on this alone. <laughs> I wouldn't say, hey, client, uh, the site colon search showed rich snippet, but a regular search doesn't. Therefore, you have quality problems for sure, 100%. So for 100%, you have to spend a million dollars, you know, change your quality. That, but that would be one little piece of evidence that factored with this and factored with a bounce rate and factored with time and factored with speed and factored with a bunch of other stuff, it starts to paint a picture, <laughs> right? It starts to paint a picture where I might say, hey, client, you do have quality problems. And I can tell because look at all these different things that are happening here. And it, it is one little piece of evidence that we SEOs can use. So it is very interesting and it is very quick to do. You can very quickly check and it can give you kind of an idea. And who knows, we might even be able to work that into a tool later on too. Couple more things here, guys. Direct uh, John Mueller quality suggestion. Uh, he says uh, no traffic and high bounces. Improve or get rid of it. So again, if you don't have, he's harped on how important traffic was. If you don't have any traffic and you have high bounces, uh, so if you have no traffic and high bounces, he said that's a, a definite another one of these signals, another piece of evidence that you're low quality. Uh, and that was directly from John Mueller. And uh, so it's interesting that he's being so kind of blatant about that. Uh, page rank flow on site dictates the site type, blog, or product. And he also meant, oh, I mean, we knew that, right? If you get a bunch of semantic latent indexing saying that you are no base better for no queries than for do queries, then that's going to adjust your rankings in, in, in some shape or form, what Google does decides to try you out for. But he also mentioned this very interesting that, again, you do need the users to click through from your blog to your products. If they're not clicking through from your blog to your products, if you want to sell products or rank for products, that's going to be a problem, right? Again, they're watching what every user does. And if they don't go into your product area, then, then Google's only going to rank your, your, your blog and say, well, you're only good for info queries because that's, that's what we get the, that's what our systems say. Our systems, we've tested you out. We've thrown traffic at your site and they only like your information. They don't like your products. So you got to make sure that your users like your products. And if you're going to run a blog, it's not the way to rank for uh, head terms or not the way to rank for product queries anymore, not the way to rank for do queries anymore.
not necessarily anyway, not unless you're doing it right. And he said, quite frankly, and this was kind of, kind of controversial, two seconds is too slow. If it's taking two seconds of time to first bite, he said that is definitely too slow. Uh, and and also if, you're, if your page is taking two seconds. So there's like, if you're getting two seconds for your first bite, and then it, then it also takes two seconds to paint the, the screen and process all of your CSS, your JS, and your HTML, that equals four seconds, and that's way too long. Either one of these is too long. Ideally, you want it to be one second for first byte from your server. So one second, server, DNS, and one second paint screen to equal a two-second load time. That would be more where he thinks things should be anyway. Clint, did you want to jump in on that? You, do you disagree? Uh, I don't take a page speed advice from Google since all of their services all suck ass anyway. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. from the time that I go to a site and to the time the visitor sees, uh, I I shoot for under three seconds. If you're not under three seconds, you have a lot of work to do. And we average probably 1.3 seconds, 1.5 seconds on all the sites that we work on, just to get get it get so good that you know it works well on mobile. But any page speed advice coming out of Google, you might as well just ignore because those clowns are telling everyone how to make their sites faster, but they haven't done any of it with their own resources. So. <laughs> yeah, well, at least they could do it would would do it themselves. I don't know. I think we've done some testing, and I think in the SIA group you can confirm this for me. I think they did test time to first byte, and it did it did seem to push the needle. The time to first byte under two seconds seemed to be important. Yeah, if you're paying five dollars a month for your hosting on your money site, then you deserve the rank in the shit ants rank. So that's what, <laughs> that's what time to first byte really is. If your host, if your server is good and it's responding fast, then it's going to increase your rank. I, I agree. Um, that, is, I, that is the rank factor, not the actual page load time. In fact, I, I have a lot of clients and people emailing me and asking, should I convert to HTTPS? And and my uh, my, my my answer is not if it's going to uh, not at the risk of speed. Uh, I think speed is a way uh, stronger ranking signal, both either directly or indirectly than HTTPS. What, what, what would you think about that? Uh, if I was going to do that and their site was on a, like a HostGator GoDaddy thing and they're making enough money where that's actually not a concern for them, they want to, then I would put them on a better host first, then switch over to HTTPS. Do you have a, a good host that, that, you, that you're using to get these uh, one and a half second response times? Uh, I use Liquid Web. Uh, they're cloud storm servers. And then there's a WPX hosting too. So the difference is, let's say you have, you're going to have an active comp content campaign. You're going to do a lot of, like I have a lot of stuff running in the background on my site too. So when it publishes, it syndicates and all that other uh, madness then that's good for Liquid Web. But if you're just going to have like a 10-page local business website, then WPX hosting is more than enough. And that one's, most of are based off of uh, really good servers, but WPX is based off of Amazon servers. So all that stuff kind of helps out too. Um, Sweet. I've been looking for good servers. I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to keep that in mind. Okay, and finally, the last part of this segment, September 5th, John, just uh, yesterday, he mentioned that uh, if you're trying to build out your entity and make sure Google understands who you are, that you're a business, what you do, he says even if you're a global business, you can make a business listing. Uh, you, could, you can make a My Google Business listing for the maps. And also, he said, so that he said, My Business in Google and Wikipedia 
Uh, make sure your Wikipedia entry. And there's also you could use Yelp, Amazon, or Facebook, quite frankly, anywhere. But you got to make sure the info is exactly the same. The same. You, you don't have prob you don't have differences in location, phone, domain. You don't have differences in how you type it. It's got to look exactly the same. If you're like, I'm sweet 108 and 1400 whatever street, it's got to look like that everywhere. It's got to be exactly the same uh, for all the information for your domain and all that. Otherwise, the algorithm might have uh, trouble associating with you. Okay, so thank you very much, guys. That was what's new and what at SEO for me. Now I know uh, Chase had some stuff he wanted to go over. Chase. Why don't you tell us some of your fancy new white hat stuff you're taking care of there? If you're still there and have not you know, passed yeah, out. Sure thing. Sorry, I was on mute. Um, let me just uh, get this going really quick. Uh, I'm just trying to get out of all my logins and everything. If you're not texting girls in Victoria. <laughs> so I'll right. be back in town soon, baby. <laughs> uh, one second. Okay. Cool. So can you guys see my screen? Yep. All right. So basically, um, I've been switching sort of business models lately. And it's really based around what a lot of people are doing with conversion tracking. But um, some of you guys are familiar with uh, what I was talking about in, I think, a couple uh, of these episodes ago. I don't remember if, we, if I did talk about it. But I was discussing something called like a value ladder, which is sort of like um, what we talked about at the conference too, Josh. Uh, it's it mainly has to do with coming up with your you know your unique value uh, proposition on the second la uh, uh, step of the ladder, and then at the first step you'd have your free content that sort of thing. Um, although there was a missing aspect to that ladder, and I didn't really start figuring that out until I started thinking about it for a while when we were trying to replicate what we're doing with our business model on other uh, clients' websites. So. What I pretty much came up with was um, this theory that there's some uh, that there's something more to SEO than just um, you know ranking for keywords and you know getting sales because that's great conversions in the end are you know arguably the most important part of any internet marketing strategy next to traffic and rankings because if you're not making any money off of this stuff then what's the point? So that being said, I came up with this thing called SEO triforcing, and I would really like to do like some like a paint sketch but I don't know if I can do it on this Mac um, but basically what there what what this means is that there's three different aspects and so the first aspect would be something called UEO which um, stands for user experience optimization and the next aspect would be user intent optimization or UIO uh, the third aspect would be something called mass authority building so that would be the third part to that triangle so what this all means is that instead of like just going for rankings based off you know search rates like you know if we go in and type in uh, the keyword panda and we see that oh there's you know tons of searches for this keyword and uh, you know we want to rank for that because we have the best pictures of panda bears online right one million two hundred twenty four thousand searches but if we look into UEO and UIO first of all the user intent behind the word panda is that people are looking for this rap video, right? So spending all of our time doing SEO for a keyword based off just a high search rate would be kind of ridiculous if two months later we found out we're never going to be able to rank for what people are intending to find for this keyword. Meaning that there's a, there's a lost opportunity there. 
So the next aspect of that would be the user experience optimization, which has to do with um, actually providing what people are looking for. Maybe we do have the, the, you know, the video Panda, uh, it's the rap song, but it's, it's published on Vimeo. Well, what if everybody's looking for that on YouTube because all of the different variations of this uh, search in the LSI you know, variations has to do with Panda YouTube or Panda Video on YouTube, and then figure out that people are looking for that exact keyword for YouTube um, based off the other semantic variations and then the experience that you know this video is providing by having the really high click-through rates, having the low bounce rates, and so on and so on. So that's of course the first two steps and you know that's great to look at but in the end it doesn't really matter like I said if we are ranking for this if we're not really doing any of anything with that traffic. So if people are hitting this page and maybe we're monetizing this somehow, that's great. But in the end, we're looking for uh, rankings around Panda, you know, pictures or whatever. I don't know. And so the point of that is we get people to these pages once we rank them, hopefully, and we start controlling the traffic. So we're not just going in and you know selling one product. We're trying to capitalize this on as many ways possible. And one of the best ways to start um, getting more traffic, more links, and then hopefully start generating reviews and building mass authority in your niche is to start controlling the traffic in at least three different avenues. And I don't really think that there's any specific avenues that are better than others. Of course, that also has to do with the intent of what people are looking for when it comes to your niche. So like for instance, in some niches, it might be better to start generating controllable assets in a podcast. Uh, uh, you know, channel where people are subscribing to the podcast. In other ways, it might be better to start generating authority by getting YouTube subscribers. But the idea is that you're not going to be capitalizing on every single network because it's going to be really hard to get people to subscribe to, you know, 15 different things, especially if all of those people aren't on those different networks. So what you can do is you can start doing things like content upgrades. So when you're first up your value ladder, you have your free content. Now, People hit that content, maybe they go to the next step of the value ladder, they buy your minimum barrier to entry product, which maybe it's an SEO course, maybe it's, you know, I don't know, uh, whatever. But at the same time, you want to upgrade your content with something for free. So I'll give you an example. I was able to rate, uh, rank for White Hat SEO 2017. And in this post, I actually was able to um, start generating a bunch of Facebook uh, group members through this content upgrade, which you can set up pretty easily. I have tutorials on it. Um, but the point of this is that you get people in here, they, get, they put in their email. So first of all, when they put in their email, you get them as an email subscriber, which is great. The next part is they get the link to the Facebook group, which means they join it. And then in the autoresponder on MailChimp, you send them a YouTube subscribe link, and then hopefully you get them in that third channel and hit on all three at once. And like I said, you can, of course, change that to anything you want. It could be a podcast, you know, subscribe, whatever you want to do. But the idea is that people are not going to be buying from you, first of all. Um, you know, right after they see your content. The next thing is that if you have these people and these controllable assets, it's going to be a lot easier to start remarketing what you're trying to do uh, to these people. For instance, if you're trying to build links, you're going to have a really good time building links when you are controlling people in certain assets where this is actually the people who are going to link to you versus the people you're directly selling to. So instead of writing content, for people that you're directly selling to, you're writing content for the people that you know are likely to leave you links and then also leave you reviews because they know what you're talking about. So you're not targeting your direct audience at first. 
But then what you can do is you can start doing outreach with things like Plepper, whatever you want to do, um, and start getting uh, five-star reviews on where, wherever you want to go. You can put it on Trustpilot if you want to start getting aggregate ratings for your AdWords campaigns or if you want to start building up your Google My Business. The other thing is that with these reviews, you can then take them and repurpose them into, of course, schema markup on your product pages or service pages and start getting aggregate ratings showing underneath your post, which is amazing. Um, it also gives you the ability to where, say, for instance, you had a local chiropractor, and instead of just targeting direct keywords like local that might be extremely competitive, you can take advantage of the local algorithm where we'd say about 20% of the ranking factor for showing up in the maps is probably reviews. So if you have around 500 reviews and most chiropractors only have 100, chances are you're going to be able to outrank a lot of them just based off reviews. And you're going to have a lot higher conversion rates because of your high amounts of reviews. The other thing is, is that because you're getting people who know what you're, they're what you're talking about to leave your reviews, the reviews are going to be a lot more highly targeted to show that you know what you're talking about versus clients who may not know really anything about your subject. So um, that's kind of like the vague abstract of kind of what I'm actually going to be covering. It, this is actually a course that I'm putting together. It's a pre-sale right now. Um, I'm not necessarily like saying that everybody should try to get this, but what I am saying is that uh, this is something that I think is pretty much a foolproof plan, and we are using this for a lot of our clients now as well for ourselves. And it's all pretty much built through streamlining content, through uh, outreach to related places, like, um, for instance, websites that have uh, rankings for the keywords that you're trying to go for, and getting them to contribute. And of course, you can you know, outreach them afterwards and get links from those people who are going to be contributing as well. Um, so that's sort of what I've been working on. I, uh, I like it. Um, you know, it's... it's uh... You know, it's it's well-known theory, uh, but it's not often taken advantage of. Um, definitely making sure that you know, if I was doing this right, <laughs> I would be, I would be, you know, collecting all of my subscribers into an email list, and then making a website, and you know, and you know, re remarketing and retargeting just to my group on Facebook and Twitter and everything like that to get more sales and to get more tie-in, get more buy-in. That's where your white hat links will come from uh, in, in many ways and how you do that, so for sure. So it's good that you've developed a system to do that. I think that's, I think that's fantastic. It's very, oh, very white hat of you <laughs> to, to do it that way. Okay, so um, I think we should definitely move on. We're getting to the tail end of the show here. I promised we would answer some SEO questions and do some site clinics if everybody has any of that information. If you have SEO questions, by all means, put them in the chat. Uh, put a three asterisks beside them so I can find them in the chat. Or you can join the Hangout. Deirdre and Adrian, you guys have been very patient. Thanks for waiting. If you have any SEO questions, I want to uh, invite Adrian or Deirdre, Deirdre to ask them now. So go ahead and unmute yourself, guys, if you have any SEO questions, and, and fire away. Oh. Yeah, there can you, you hear go, Adrian. Yeah, we can hear you. How are you doing? Okay, can you see me? This is the first time I'm using this. Hang uh, on. Yeah, I, we, I can, never... we can see you some of the time. It depends on how high the bandwidth is, but at least we can hear you. That's because okay. you're driving a truck. Are, are you driving a truck right now? Are you driving and, and, and hanging yeah. out at the same time? You really shouldn't do that. It's uh, not safe. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the strangest. I'm probably the strangest dude you've met. Um, I, was, um, I was in IT for over 10 years. 
and uh, I started a website I, a little bit back. I, I worked at a hotel, so I worked night audit. And what I did overnight was uh, I built a website. It was called uh, Zmoto Direct, and I, you know, that's that's the past though. Um, but I, I did I did all the SEO stuff myself. I didn't pay for any advertising or anything, and um, you know, it it uh, it quickly grew, and I basically quit my job and went. You know, self-employed and was living pretty good, and I, I ended up selling that site and a network of other sites that I had made. Uh, so I'm back at it now. I'm in a I'm in a different business now. So I've been, you know, I've really been following a lot of different videos on YouTube and stuff like that, and I kind of got hooked on years. And um, I listened to a lot of information, a lot of the stuff that uh, a lot of the techniques that you guys use are, are very familiar because I I use them myself. And you have all these updates, but. Um, you know, I, I just uh, I don't want to know. I don't know if you want to call me the white hat guy. Okay. Or, you know, but um, I mean, a lot of the just a lot of the stuff that I do, um, I, I don't really get to worrying too much about the um, you know like the updates, like the panda updates and all these different things that they come out with, because uh, I try to do it right the first time, uh, because I, I I've you know experimented myself before, and I like that you guys do experiments on things because that's kind of how I am. So, and that's why I built a network of sites before, but um, yeah, I, I don't know, it's a lot you, need, you definitely need to do testing, that's for sure. Um, and, but the, the, the quality of the tests and the way you do them are very important. But did you, did you have an SEO question? Did you, wanna, did you have something to ask there specifically? Yeah, yeah, I did. He kind of touched on it a little bit um, earlier that I heard. Um, I, I go through HostGator, and uh, my site speed and the mobile speed looked really bad. I already installed the AMP and stuff like that. And... Um, they had like an upgraded cloud package, so I went and got that, but I don't really see much difference as their regular hosting package versus their cloud, but um, what's it? What's his name on there? Uh, he was Please. saying that, uh, yeah, that he was saying that there was a couple other ones that are, are, are faster speed, so, you know, that as a ranking factor is going to be a, a big deal, so... I think it definitely is. Um, do you have a? Do you have the domain you can share? I could check right now what what the speed is, what the speed is, and what you need to do to fix it. Well, you don't have. Yeah, to. it's uh. If you're on it's Hostgator. Text. What's that? So, if you're on Hostgator, the reason why you didn't see any difference is because the cloud servers and their shared servers are the exact same servers. So they put you on. They just made you pay more for the exact same server space. That's Your what I was kind of thinking when I looked at it. <laughs> but I don't know if the speed is all right for now. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I have used those Google Insights and a couple of others, uh, which are probably garbage. I don't know if they give true accurate speed. Um, but, you know, like I said, now just getting back into this, the site's still pretty new. But it's, uh, it's, it's text, textmedresearch.com, T-E-X-M-E-D, and then research.com. Uh, is what I'm putting together, and I still got to add a lot of stuff. You know, I'm still working on the, all the alt tags for the the image files and things like that. But I'm putting it together slowly. You know, I I drive a truck locally here. I'm in Texas, by the way, um, the Fort Worth area. So what I do is I sell the the, the medical equipment. I sell CPAP equipment, as you guys see, and uh, mm -hmm. that's what I do. I, I drive around the area, but at the same time, I meet people throughout the day. Look here, I got a whole bunch of. Uh, <laughs> Cat mask. I got machines here. <laughs> People call me throughout the day, and I do all the local advertising and, and stuff like that. But uh, uh oh, <laughs> did he get cut off? 
I don't know if we can trust the uh, the satcoms in that area right at this time. Sounds like he got cut off, but maybe he can still hear us. Or anyway, he presented us like this. Just for a couple seconds, there, Adrian. Yeah, yeah, you Are did. Still there? Yeah, yeah. We're here. I don't know if you can hear us, but so I'm just gonna can go through me? some stuff. Yeah, we can we can hear you. Uh, I'll just go through some stuff. Um, so here's the site here. You have to test the actual. This is a great uh, webpagetest.org. is a great site for testing the speed. It's definitely the one I use. Uh, the one I like. Uh, you have to test the actual domain, otherwise it's not going to work. And I would test it at actual 3G speed for mobile, uh, because I think pretty soon the, uh, that that's what Google recommends to test it at. And pretty you guys, soon, hear me. Give me a second, because I, I lost I lost audio for some reason. <laughs> okay, I can't I'm hear gonna, you. Hold on. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna close out and come right back in. All right. Thanks, Adrian. Uh, I would test it at uh, mobile 3G because that's what Google recommends to test it at, and uh, that's what a lot of people are going to be searching on, uh, or so or so they claim. Uh, and I'll start the test for that. And while that's running here, I'll go back here. So this is the site that he uh, is running here. It definitely sells CPAP machines and sleep apnea-related uh, devices and things like that. Um, I don't see any huge problems just kind of from the start here. Um, cheap CPAP machines. He has the keywords there at the top. Um, let's uh, just do some quick checks here on this. So if we check, just do a site colon search, it's got 61 results. If I just search uh, just TextMed research. Hey, Josh. Yes, sir. Oh, OK. I, you can hear me, right? Uh, we can hear you, yeah. OK, I'm sorry. I, I had lost. Right when you started going into talking about the site, I, I lost audio. <laughs> Not a problem. Well, you know, this is being recorded on YouTube, so you can always go back and watch it. Um, okay. What you say now? I said this is recorded on YouTube, so you can always go back and watch it. So uh, I'm just going to mute you there, Adrian, and I'll go through the site. I'm going to answer some other questions from other folks. But thanks for joining. I'll look through your site, and thanks again for your question, okay? All right. And I hope you're doing well over there in Texas. Uh, I hope I hope you're not living in your truck because of the because of the hurricane. <laughs> no. Everybody everybody was guessing in the chat. It's like, as soon as you said Texas, I thought, oh, no. <laughs> That's why he's in the truck. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's down south. Okay, fantastic. Um, I'll just mute you, but thanks, Adrian. All right. Okay, so uh, this is not a good thing. So I did a search for TextMed Research. Just his do like this is supposed to be his domain name. This is supposed to be his brand. This is supposed to be his entity. The problem with that is that it's it's a partial match domain. Uh, Med Research. It's partial match to something that is a thing, medical research in Texas. And so that's not a good idea to choose for a, a number of reasons. One, you're not going to get a good uh, entity from it. When I do a search, and all, apparently there's also a site called TexMed that's close to it, and something called TMC, the Texas Medical Center. So this is not a good, uh, again, I'm going to, whenever you come onto an SEO show and ask a question, you're going to get a bunch of opinions. And so put on your thick skin because <laughs> the opinions are going to fly fast at you. But this was not the greatest uh, idea of a name for a company because there's always already something like this in the entity that Google thinks it is. And also there's a, a thing like this. That being said, though, it's not that you can't succeed. You can, but it's going to be harder to, to, to train Google who you are and what you're about. Also, I don't know if this is you. I don't think it is. This is not you, is it? No, this is another site. Good. Okay. These guys, whoever these guys are, they need better reviews and they need more. <laughs> but they're not you. So, so you don't have to worry about it. So if I go back here, 
you got 61 results. Uh, you got a hello world here in your in your uh, in your titles. That's you probably want to clean that up. Uh, you you definitely want to. You're obviously probably using WordPress there. That's the cover kind of WordPress post probably. You definitely want to make sure you're up to date with all your security patches and whatnot. Um, and if I just check to see here, info, text research. Okay, it's good. So that's the domain they have. They have uh, text texted. Uh, sites that are similar to, they don't have any related, so you're not an important enough entity. Again, they're having that problem kind of uh, understanding what's, what's going on there. If we, you're trying to rank for uh, cheap CPAP machines, obviously it looks like cheap CPAP machines. So let's see how much competition you actually have for that. Want to use Google.com? Thank you very much. If I do my little Says 4,580 results. Actually, if I do my little trick here, start equals 990. There is not many pages. There is only 34 pages. They are actually competing against trying to rank for cheap CPAP machines. So that's great. That's fantastic. Having only 34 pages uh, that you're directly competing with. Of course, Google is going to rank uh, other sites for cheap CPAP machines that aren't trying to go for cheap CPAP machines. But if you want an apples to apples comparison of people who are really lasering in on that, that, that query like you are, the number is 34. So that's fantastic. That's a great thing. And if I go back here and look at uh, the speed here, this should be done. Okay, so this is not fantastic. You could rerun the test a bunch of times to get um, a more accurate result. But this doesn't look good to me. The first byte time, you get a D on it. That's not good. First byte time is a, is a 1.8 seconds. Again, that's not up to the standards that we're talking about here that you really need to do uh, to really get the, the best. Here's where you're losing your time. It's connecting to the DNS and, and, uh, and uh, connecting to the SSL and making sure the SSL is, is, up, uh, uh, is a valid certificate. That takes over a second to do. A lot of these hosts are really fast. But the problem is, is that they have a DNS server, which is really super stupidly slow, and everything is waiting for the DNS server to check your domain name in the in the in the DNS uh, database and see if you're a real, if they can match an IP address to a domain name. So you really need to find a faster DNS server. Uh, you can set that. You can you can keep your server and set that, or you can use the ones they provide. Uh, I don't know, uh, Clint. Or, or Chase, if you guys have any faster DNS servers, do you guys have any faster DNS servers you could use? I guess the ones you mentioned there, Clint. Yeah, I run everything through Liquid Web, and they're, they're more than good enough. Yeah, and this changes over time. You know, you can have a host that's really fast, and their DNS is really fast for years, and then they just get overloaded, and then it's, it's, it's taking over a second to get a first byte, and then you have to change it again. So this is kind of a pain in the ass that Google is being so draconian here, but... When you think about it from their perspective, they literally have a hundred thousand, a hundred trillion pages, one hundred trillion pages to rank and sort. They have more pages than they know what to do with on any given query. Um, so they're going to get a little picky when it comes to you know they want a good user experience for their users, and so they're going to get a little picky and they're going to make sure that you're giving them the best information here. And then it also takes one point five seconds to process your HTML that includes the JavaScript and the CSS. And that takes that that's that's that number there. So that's why you have all this, all look all these CSS and uh, JS files that you're loading, cookies, commerce fragments, some weird CSS here. 
the fonts from Google. Google fonts are lovely from a design perspective. They're so nice to use, but they take such a damn long time to get. Look, it took just it took over a second to, to contact the server and then another sec 1.6 seconds to uh, to process the information. So uh, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, that's definitely not what you want to see there or what you want. I wouldn't use Google Fonts at all, uh, or I would download the fonts. I would get your own fonts, whatever you need to do. So these kind of speed problems are a huge issue, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe uh, this is kind of a white hat, black hat debate show. Clint, you're you're welcome to disagree with me if you like, but you've already kind of can agreed. You click on, uh, can you click on the summary? Tab? Summary. Where is that? Top bar. All right. You have summary details performance. Yeah, there you go. Oh, the summary. Yeah. Yeah, I like this Pretty content breakdown. Stuff. Yeah, I'm just comparing it to mine. So it kind of shows you the inconsistencies that you get out of HostGator. So yours, the the two here that really matter for you are first byte and start render. Start render is when people start seeing it. That's what Google really cares about. That's what people yep. really care about. Yep. So you got what one point something seconds, one point eight, and and then I got two hundred thirteen milliseconds and eight hundred sixty-seven milliseconds. So that's clearly an inconsistency with these servers. Those things are not optimized; they're they're useless. So uh, I get it off of that server. If it's not consistent like that, you're going to start sending any amount of traffic to it, and you're going to end up being consistently slow, like what Josh pulled up versus what I have. So. That's nice. That uh, definitely. So you said your first byte time was three hundred milliseconds, point three seconds. Yeah. Well, two, two something. Two. First byte is two thirteen. And the start render was eight sixty-seven milliseconds. So you had a whole half second for 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 it to pull it down and and process. Well, those are really good numbers for for what we're doing for page speed optimization. Any SEO and user perspective, those are actually really good numbers. Oh uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> those are really, really good numbers. <laughs> these these are the kind of numbers I normally see. Uh, and so yeah. you've you've not only so there's two problems again. I was talking about there's the server problem where you don't want it taking a long time uh, connecting to the uh, to the DNS. You don't want it taking a long time connecting to the DNS here. And then there's also the problems of all these CSS and JS files it needs to process when it downloads it before it even starts painting to the page. And the DOM isn't fully interactive until six full seconds. And that's just for a page that looks like, uh, that's just for a page, I can't get it here, that looks like, let me go do it. It's not a complex page, right? No, it's not. This is this. There's no reason why this can't load super super fast. Uh, and no, you're like, well, Josh, it just loaded super fast when you went back to it. I'm like, yeah, well, it's already cached. Everything's already cached. It's already the cookie's already set. That's all processed. So it's uh, it's the first view which is going to be the issue, uh, especially on mobile. Again, I'm on my very fast desktop uh, connection. What would happen if I was on my mobile connection? So again, so, you know, Adrian, we don't mean to be critical, but and that's just. You know, the tip of the iceberg of what you need to look at for SEO stuff, but but uh, that's that's what I'd recommend for right now, and I think we're going to move on. Deirdre, um, you're asking questions in the chat. Do you have a microphone? Do you have SEO questions that you want to you want to uh, share with us today? Does Deirdre have a microphone? 
it's a, a she. Deidre is a female name, so I'm assuming it's a she. So she says, my mic sucks. Okay, so Deidre asked in the chat, I'll read it out, how to increase quality. Uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> what, what, what site do you have? Uh, is this your site here, uh, readingsanctuary.com? Is that your site? Do you, okay, well, I read it out, so I hope you don't mind that, that, that if, if I share it. <laughs> I guess I could go back and edit this video, but do you mind if we look at it on air and, 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 and give you some, some pointers? That's okay. Okay, so, so Reading Sanctuary is the site. What, uh, can you just type out in the chat what the site's about while I start going through it here? Like, what are you trying to do with this site? What, what is it about? Okay, so here's her site. Film adaptations and free books. Uh, a cookies thing at the top. It's on HTTPS. I'll run a speed check for, for this as well. Why it's uh, two and a half seconds. Two and a half seconds, yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll confirm that. We'll run multiple tests here. Mm. So book to movie adaptations, free, download free books, new books. I don't know. Um, I would start asking, you know, what's the bounce rate on this site? You know, how long do people spend? How, what's your conversion rates? You know, if you don't know what that is, you can download uh, Crazy Egg. Crazy Egg is a great uh, piece of software that I like to use that uh, it has uh, scroll maps and click maps that kind of gives you a really good idea and recordings of people using your site and gives you a very good idea as to how they're using your site and how they're not using your site, more importantly. I think that's really important for, for SEO. Uh, I, I had to ask you, I couldn't, see, here's the problem. I couldn't tell when I came to this site what it's about. Now, it says book to movie adaptations right there, but I, I tell you, to be perfectly honest, when I go to this site, I just see color. Color, that's all I see. I don't even read. I don't read this. I don't read what this says here. There's too much. If, if, if these two images were gone, get rid of these two images, and just this image was here, then I'd read it, and I'd see what it's about. But to be perf perfectly honest, I had to ask you, what is this site about? You don't ever want someone to go to your first page and ask, what is this site about? That, is, that could not be more important for, for quality. Uh, and I, again, I guess if people come to your site, they know what book-to-movie adaptations are. Um, uh, but so I'm guessing you're offering these, uh, popular books and recent books, but, uh, to expand on what you said is something that we do for all of our, all your pages. You should be asking yourself three questions. What is it? What's it about? And what's in it for me? And if you can't answer that in probably 10, 15 seconds with your imaging and your headlines, then you're, you're missing the mark here is you, you haven't answered what is it what's it about and what's in it for me definitely and uh, there's a way to visually communicate it and and I don't think this is doing it this 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 is too many images kind of next together with each other um, also it's kind of narrow you're not losing you're not using this space over here you're not using this space over here so again uh, uh, again don't don't feel bad about any of our suggestions Deidre like I said if you go into an SEO show and you ask some SEOs What's wrong with this? They're gonna give you a whole bunch of things. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be brutally honest about their opinion, and you could very well get disagreeing opinions or or, or uh, opinions that don't disagree. But also the speed here, I test the speed again. In my opinion, there's some speed problems here. It I could rerun the test to get maybe better results, but there, it did take a whole one and a half seconds 
to get uh, information here. That's not what you want. It took over a second to connect to the DNS, and then it took another uh, half second or so to process all the CSS and JS. Uh, a little bit better, but not great. This CSS, look, it took two seconds to process this, C this cascading style sheet right here. That is way, way too long. Way too long. The CSS is way bigger than it needs to be. This is the problem with using prefab WordPress templates or just copying and pasting WordPress templates is that you have huge bloated uh, cascading style sheets in JS that doesn't need to be. And it, doesn't, it didn't used to matter, and, and, and web designers could be fast about it, but now it does matter. And so web designers, unfortunately, have got to get better. Sadly, none, none of them know this, and whenever I tell them, they disagree with me. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I do this for a living. <laughs> I listen. I have five levels of evidence. I have a chart I can show you. <laughs> and they're like, I listened, to John, I listened to Matt Cutts five years ago, and he said that speed is not important, so I can make it take 10 seconds to load. And I'm like, no, dude, you can't. So you're using that mobile 3G setting inside of there, right? Yes, yes, I am. That's that's just my standard Chrome 3G from Denver, Colorado. If it's the states, I use Denver. But this site's great. You can search from all around the world. Uh, you know, lots of different places in North America, uh, even Europe. It gets pretty scant when you get to Australia. It's like Sydney or just Australia, just just a general Australia somewhere in the country, somewhere in the continent. You know, who knows where. It's a pretty big place, and Sydney, and Asia. Middle East is not great either, but Europe is pretty good. South America is not great. North America is okay. It's not fantastic. And you could choose the mobile device, and I, I just standardize on uh, 3G personally because, again, the mobile-first index is coming along, and that's all that you ever hear Google talk about is 3G. The, the average speed is 3G. 3G. You should be testing it on 3G. So, again... Going back to my five ranks of evidence, that's the best evidence I have as to what speed to test it on, the, the word of Google. <laughs> I know Clint, Clint disagrees, but that's fine. We still, I still love him. Um, yeah, so when, when it comes to this page here, again, I, I don't think this is, this is not, it's, it's pleasant enough on the eye, but it, it's not, definitely not, uh, it's not designed for sales. And I, you gotta, it's just too much information here in this one little block. I can't read it. You need to have book to movie adaptations, text, Download free books, text, new books, text. Like this, this needs to be more like headers on top of your, your, your stuff, like all the way down here. That's, that's what I think this, this needs to be. Or you might consider having a professional designer design it. I know people are crazy about using WordPress templates, and I'm assuming that's what this is. But Deidre also asks some other um, questions. Uh, she says that most of our traffic goes to subpages, uh, like this particular subpage here. Let's take a look. OK. This is a much better kind of uh, um, a landing page. It says start download. Uh, it's getting me ready player one, the book. I know pretty immediately what that is. There's an advertisement down here, over here. Top ebooks. This is better, I think. Where are, they, where are you selling? Where is she selling the book? I think start is download right here. I think it's, this is, well, this seems to me to be, this is, this is the call to action. So the purpose of the site is actually to, for advertisement because that start download is a, a AdSense ad. So she got one, two, three. Oh, you're three. right, it is, yeah. So are you monetizing this through ad, uh, AdSense, Deidre? Is that, is that this is just a clandestine attempt? Okay. Yeah, so this is going to be a problem then, right? So Google doesn't like that. Google doesn't like when you um, kind of trick the user and get them to click it. Um, that's going to be one kind of filter that's going to be an issue. 
Um, and if they detect too much, if a thousand people go to your site and 990 click on the ads, um, I, I, that, that definitely I think is going to be a ranking issue for you in the future. Uh, you say there's a download link at the bottom. Um, well, his, his defense or her defense is most download pages that have download end up getting served that ad like that because you can go to a lot of the file sharing sites that are monetized with AdSense and see the same type of ad. So I don't think that's so much of an issue. I think you're just kind of looking at quality. If you're doing quality and stuff, one, you get too many ad blocks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Too- ad block, ad block, ad block. That's definitely too many ads above the fold. Um, I know the, the tendency for AdSense sites and the, the desire there is to put as many ads above the fold and get as many clicks as possible because that's going to increase your revenue. But quite frankly, Google, ironically, both cares about revenue and doesn't care about revenue. Google Search is a different company from Google AdSense. And what Google AdSense wants you to do is not what Google Search wants you to do. And uh, it's kind of a, a kind of a backwards kind of ironic system. But Google Search is not going to be very happy about these ads. You have one... You have one boat anchor on your on your ankle already because of the way this is set up. So what I would do is where that ad block is right now, I'd put a text block probably about a paragraph. I'd move the ad block underneath the book uh, image right there in between there and the title. And under that on that tab there, put an H2 tag about what that book is. So in this case, book title. So download player, uh, ready player one, you know what I mean? So that now you have the option that might be pop up in the knowledge graph for you. So I bet you if you do that, your ranking is going to increase because you have content in that ad block space. And then your click through is going to complete increase because Google is going to continue to serve that crappy uh, email access online, start download on your site. And then it's going to uh, get them to click because the image is right on top of it. Yeah, yeah. You're again. You being an AdSense site, you already yeah, have some issues. Actually, if you scroll down a little bit, scroll down so it's all the way up top. Which that should put that ad. I mean, up. I'm sorry, all the way to the top. Yeah, it'll put that ad. When you add that content block, say a paragraph there, push that image down. It'll put that ad below the fold, uh, right where you want it for quality. Yeah, where the fold is depends on her her viewers. Right. Um, interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, are are you having ranking problems, Deidre? Is that why you're on the call and you're asking these questions? Or I see you have a review here as well. It's uh, I don't know if this is you or not. Uh, I, I don't mean to say anything embarrassing, but uh, it's, it's, this person looks very good on camera. So it's good. This is what I always talk about, that if you have someone who is charming on camera, it, 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 use it. Put them there, right? Or if you have someone who's a really good writer, write. If you have, you know, you got to leverage your talents. You know, half the reason why I'm a white hat is because my talents kind of lend to more white hat SEO. If I was a programmer, uh, you know, crazy pro. If I still program, I used to. I don't anymore. But if I was still programming, I was a crazy programmer. I knew all server stuff and stuff like that. Then, then you know, I would be doing more black hat stuff. But so it's good that you have someone here who looks good on camera. I mean, this is enticing. Someone would click this. You know, kind of be be interested in this. 
a good looking person never hurts. Uh, uh, Deidre says in the chat, um, yes, her rankings are dropping. So, I mean, this is part of the reason why, and you're always going to have this kind of issue, is that where you put your AdSense ads, they have they can't be too intrusive. Clint gave you some really good suggestions how you would uh, change these pages. This should definitely be an H1 up here. If it's not, I can check to see if this is an H1. I can inspect it. And my, when I put it in the inspection, it's an H2. That could be an H1. It probably doesn't make so much of a difference, right? Uh, also, we get to see what this looks like on iPhone. Are you guys, you guys get to see the iPhone view? Yeah, okay. So, um, and also the question is, do most people look on, on iPhone or, or most people on mobile for your site? Or are most people on, uh, are most people on a desktop? That's another good question for how you should design things and how you should flow things out. Um, this cookies thing is super annoying. Um, uh, uh, do you have to do it? <laughs> if there's some legal reason you gotta do it, fine. But if you don't have to do it, I wouldn't do it. She says that most of her reviews are on mobile. That makes sense to me because this mobile design looks better to me. It looks much better. It's got contents. Um, uh, it's but it's got an ad here. But it's pretty clear this is an ad, so you're not gonna get mistaken clicks. Uh, I think it looks better on on mobile for me, in my my personal opinion. And you got the ad always at the bottom here. That's good. That's probably going to get you some some good clicks there too. So I think um, if your rankings are dropping here, I'll give you my my fifty cent five second SEO audit. You really should get a more in depth SEO audit. Uh, I give SEO audits. You know, Clint gives SEO audits. I don't know. Chase is pretty busy. He probably doesn't give SEO audits right now, but we'd be happy to help you out further. Just contact us. We'll give all contact information later on. So. Everything I say from now on, keep in mind the five-hour or the full SEO audit is much better than the five-second view. But that being said, I will give you my five-second view here. Um, if I look for this, uh, is there any kind of um, type it? Go ahead and type it in the uh, – you say it takes new pages really long to rank over 30 days. That indicates to me, based on what we saw today, that indicates to me that um, uh, there are some uh, low-quality issues here. We have some conversion issues. We have some some probably confusion with AdSense. Again, you already have one strike against you because you're an AdSense site. As far as Google concerned, in my opinion – again, Clint can disagree, but in my opinion, AdSense sites for Google are kind of like affiliate sites. They, they seem to be treated harsher, and they already seem to have kind of one strike against them. They're kind of like second-class citizens in Google. How old is this site? So hopefully Deidre would type that in the chat. And while you're answering that, Deidre, um, she said three years. Three years. Three years, yeah. Should, be yep. de should definitely be doing better. I'll just give you my quick – okay. So one uh, bit of quality we came out today, she has – at least she has um, uh, site links when you search her site. So that gives one indication of quality. But if I run SERPWorks, this is a SERPWorks um, uh, plugin, S-E-R-P-W-O-R-X. I like it quite a lot. It gives you some really quick, good information. So let's just keep this in mind what she has. She has, for just for the index page, um, is there any pages, Deirdre? Is there any uh, pages that you are actually ranking page one on, like a search, a search here actually ranking page one that I can do a, a an apples to apples comparison between you and your competitors? If so, type it in the chat. Otherwise, I can just look at your index page. So she has a PA twenty four, 
So remember this, a trust flow of five, a PA 24, spam score of two out of 17. I don't put a lot of weight in that, but it is a little, uh, a little kind of uh, uh, not so great. 1% uh, anchor cloud. So 1% of our links go to, go to that anchor right there. So PA 24, trust flow of five. Uh, she's ranking for 7,000 keywords. She gets 6,000 uh, uh, visitors per month. That's good. That's, that's all very good. No H1s. I would have an H1 for sure. Uh, Google definitely likes a more uh, uh, a structured, logical structure. You know, you don't put an H2. You start with an H1. Again, that might not really boost too much, but some tests show that it does. She said she, she gave us a search here that she is ranking for, so I can do an actual apples to apples comparison. So how to be a boss by Lily Singh. She says she's PDF. She says she's ranking for this long tail query. Uh, is this her here, Rainy, Reading Sanctuary? I think that's her here. Good. Okay, so we're actually going to compare compare you to your actual competition as to what's going on here. I can give my two cents. Um, so here we do. Here we have it. So again, you have. Uh, PA of one on this page, a domain authority of 14. That's not great. Trust flow of five on the site, zero trust flow for that page. So you're linking, your offsite metrics are not great. You have no social metrics for this page. I didn't see any social metrics for your index page either. Um, again, no H1s, some H2s. The keyword density on average is 31%, 0.31% for this. Your keyword density is zero. Uh, so you're not aggressively going for this in off-page. You're not aggressively going this for on-page. So that's definitely something that you could improve. And then compared to your competition, well, um, let's see. We have a, PA, a, a DA of 82, PA of 1, trust flow of 52. Um, they're not going for it either. Uh, PA 1, DA of 80, trust flow 62. But this, they haven't optimized this page very much either. So if you just start optimizing this page to rank, if you took a page by page process, you would start really, really ranking. Uh, uh, someone's someone's put an ebook in in, in my maps. <laughs> someone's made, managed to hack that. How's that for some black hat hackery there, there, Clint? I was looking at that. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at all their all of their competition and looking at her backlinks and stuff. Is that's what's you need, you need backlinks? That's really the the end of it. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's the end of it, in my Definitely. opinion. I, I think she needs well, backlinks. The quality, stuff that you, the quality stuff that you pointed out needs to be fixed on page. But when you're looking at your competition and stuff, you really don't have competition. If someone can throw a Google Maps in there twice uh, and rank in the top three, then you it's your backlinks. And I bet you if you follow Josh's advice and get all the on-page stuff done, you're going to be in the top three. Yeah. And be able to push maps that's what I, my guess is that once you get the on page just do it with his this one page and test josh's theories uh on this one page and i bet you when you get there you'll be in the top three just from fixing your own page yeah it's good that good reads here they have they have some ratings and reviews that's an off-site that's again that's an off-site reference signal i'm sure that has to come off-site uh, be verified off-site anyway if you can get ratings and reviews that'd be good too but links works as well links is a way to do it you have 169 referring domains, uh, and uh, and again, uh, 1,200 links pointing to your domain, but only 11 links pointing to this page. But that only gives you a domain authority of 14. Uh, all those 1,200 links are, again, a spam score of two out of 17. They're mostly being ignored. They're not high quality. They're not high powered. 
You need, in my opinion, you need high-powered links. You might, I know I'm supposed to be the white hat on this show, but you might want to start looking at buying some high-powered, good trust flow, good click links on blogs or like even newspapers or something good, something expensive that's good, that has good trust flow, that people are actually going to click through and go to the site. Uh, that's not obviously a purchase link. Right, all three of those services are telling you that your links are of crap quality right now. Yeah, so. yeah, Majestic, Moz, and Ahrefs, they all agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can get them all to agree, you're doing good. <laughs> or yes. bad, one or the other. <laughs> uh, the, your actual competitors, you don't have a lot of actual competitors. You have Quora, iTunes, SoundCloud, Goodreads, yeah. Google, Google, Wattpad, and overdrive you you actually should be proud because um quite frankly you're ranking you are the your google's uh uh website of choice for the small guy the yeah, qdd yeah. algo often puts uh, reserves one or two spots for quote unquote the small guy and you are it so if you want to keep that you better keep that quality up and you better make some quality changes uh, because there's three things in the algorithm. There's off-site references, like the rate reviews, or like social, or like links. There's content, which you don't have, you haven't specifically gone for this, but nobody else here really has, except for this site here, uh, keyword density of 3.8. Oh, you can't see that, sorry. Keyword density of 3.8. And then there's the uh, quality, which could pump, pump you off of here or get you on here. And again, Clint is right, I would agree. This is definitely a low-quality SERP if they're going to give you two Google.com results. Google is starving for results on this page. Yeah, and that's two different maps, and your competitors know it. Yeah, yeah. That's so I mean, that's 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 going to go away. That's some pretty interesting black hattery there. So um, I hope that helps you out, Adrian. If you need any more uh, help, uh, contact either Clint or myself. We'd be more than happy to help you. Uh, uh, we'll give our contact information at the end of the show. Um, before I am done, uh, let's see if there are any questions here. In the chat, I will go to the chat and I'll uh, probably make it explode because I'm going to share the, the chat screen. We'll see what happens when I do that. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm sharing the chat screen. Uh -huh. Okay, so looking at the comments here, oh, wrong one. I will increase this. How does this work? Aha! And I will move it over so you can see the chat. <laughs> there we go. So I'll go through the chat. This is the infamous chat, Speed by the way. So Skylands asks, is local schema the ultimate mousetrap to catch SEOs and use AI against us? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question, Sky. Um, yes, in one way. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it is Google using AI. Uh, uh, and trying to machine learn, they've done it so many times. They had an author snippet, and they machine learned what, how to get author demographics from it, and they no longer need the author snippet. Um, you know, uh, they use a disavow file, and we put our disavow file up in there, and then they machine learn what spammy links look like so they can auto-ignore those pages, and they do with like a 99.9% .9 accuracy. Um, not a perfect accuracy, of course. So, yes, it is, but product schema still gives you a ranking boost, so I would use it. Dan Morgan asks, are Google properties good white hat links, uh, i.e. Google drawings? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, I thought we tested this and years ago. It was 
but now it's not. But but you were nodding your head there, uh, Clint. You still you still believe in them? Yep. Google Properties are still the number one Web 2.0 service that we use, uh, including Google Drawings. You can. It just depends on how you're going to build them. If you build them, you go to Fiverr or Conacher or any of those other services and get a uh, a regular quote unquote Google stack. Uh, then you're going to run into maybe some quality issues. Uh, but we build them, and uh, Semantic Mastery, the guys who kind of came up with the whole RYS stack thing, uh, we uh, build those things out with super high relevant content, et cetera. So getting them that way is really white hat. Or then you can kind of flip it and turn, uh, add some uh, little grayer uh, linking schemes into those, particularly into drawings, for instance. Uh, just depending on how you build it. So. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll take your word for it. That's kind of a black hat thing. Um, uh, I don't know. I thought I'd test. Let me, let me check quickly. SIA, I thought they tested it. I couldn't find it in my big database of experiments. I tried to look for it. So. Yeah, they tested, they tested uh, Google Docs and got a ranking bump out of Google Docs. Well, there you go. But as Clint said, there has to be a special way to do it. So contact Clint for that. You can't just hire people on Fiverr. I would definitely recommend not doing that for this. Um, Steven asks U-I-O-U-E-O, -E and what was the third? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Clint, was that something based on you said? Yeah, no, it's mass, mass authority building would be the third aspect. Ah, Chase, and he's still here. <laughs> he's, he hasn't ignored us. He's still here, fantastic. Um, uh, someone, Mr. Test Account asks, <laughs> Mr. Test Account. What does Clint think of A2's WordPress hosting for a smaller website, say 40 pages? Uh, we've run into them. They're actually doing, they're pretty good. Um, you just have to, I, what I would do is kind of find someone else that is using them and test their server response time is what the biggest thing. But most of our clients that came with us with A2, they were doing okay. Okay. Again, if you're curious, you can always test it yourself. Uh, test it on the on the Google's uh, uh, page speed tester. Uh, they'll test it for mobile and tell you uh, what the problems there are. And also uh, test it on that webpagetest.org. Uh, that's my favorite one to use because it breaks it down what the problem is. Here's again the host that uh, Clint uh, suggested, Liquid Web Cloud and WPX Hosting. Charlie Harridge asks, Hey, I have a new site. I am trying to first optimize the speed and then content. Would you take a look if there's time today? Sorry, Charlie, I ran out of time. <laughs> I'm just trying to answer any questions here. But again, as I said, check it in webpagetest.org and check it in the PageSpeed, uh, Google PageSpeed optimizer, and you should be able to find uh, uh, what you're looking for there. Uh, and let's see if there's any more questions. I don't see any. Test account says, thank you, Clint. So I yeah, think that would be... Pingdom. Use Sorry, Pingdom because I like the average user just to use Pingdom because web page test tools is a little bit, it's kind of advanced and heady and then you get lost and you'd be chasing down the wrong thing. So Pingdom actually gives you the page speed. Ignore the scores, the grades on all of them, but Pingdom will give you the page speed that your user sees. Uh, and that's really what you, you should be worried about in the first place. So. Uh, that's a good tool to use instead of the uh, the other one that we were on today. The one we were on today is you, you kind of have to know what you're looking at to use that effectively. Yeah, uh, it is it is more of a pro tool, uh, but if you if you give that report to any designer or programmer and say, hey, fix this, make this take less time, that's the information they're going to need. So, 
So, but I totally understand what you're saying there, Clint. Okay, guys, thanks for all the questions. Thank you very much for submitting uh, your sites for us to take a look at. I want to thank uh, Adrian and Deidre for joining. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, I hope uh, our suggestions are helping you out. If you have any more questions, please contact us. Uh, before we do, though, the final segment of the show before we leave is the is the random fact segment. Uh, we're going to do the random fact segment. And so uh, Chase, Clint, and I are going to share a random fact. Adrian, if you want to share a random fact about yourself, you can too. And I'll start it off. And the random fact about me that some of you know, but maybe not all of you know, is that I have a tweaked back <laughs> at the conference. And I was sitting on the stage at the conference like uh, some kind of godfather just because I, I couldn't sit anywhere else because I had to sit in a reclining chair. So I tweaked my back, but it's healing now. So you might be happy about that. Uh, Clint, what's a random fact about yourself? I am actually going to be speaking at SEO Rockstars. Boom, there you go. SEO Rockstars is a great conference. I believe Dory's having it in Las Vegas this year. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know what they say about SEO conferences with Clint in Vegas, dot, dot, <laughs> dot. I'll, I'll just let him ignore that comment. Uh, you know what we say about uh, SEO conferences in Victoria with Chase? Keep your daughters and sisters at home. Boom, boom, boom. And Chase, what is a what is a random uh, fact from yourself to uh, to send us out here? Um, random fact, I would say. Oh man, I mean, I don't really have anything random. I, I'm also speaking. I'm going to be speaking to Ukraine pretty soon. So that's going to be interesting. Any of you guys are welcome to come. You're going to be speaking the Ukrainian language, or you're speaking at an SEO conference in the Ukraine? Yeah, it's uh, SEMPRO, I believe. Cool. I, pre I presented in Poland in uh, uh, Poznan once in the middle of Poland. What, what, what city in Ukraine are you going to? Um, I don't know specifically. I have to check my email. <laughs> well, make the sure. The conference is called SEMPRO, though, if you look it up. But let me just give a story about Chase. So we have this conference in Victoria, and we set up some hotel rooms for Chase. But Chase didn't have the hotel written down right, so he went to the wrong hotel with his entourage of four guys. He's like he's like the TV show Entourage. I guess everyone from California is this cool. They walk around with an entourage. I don't have an entourage. So he shows up with four guys at the wrong hotel, and they were nice enough. This is how nice Canada is. They were nice enough to let him stay one night, I believe, for free, didn't they? No, they comped it, though. Though that's that's what means comp tip means for free, doesn't it? No, they they just did a discount. Oh, a discount. Well, there you go. Well, at least in Canada, if you show up at the wrong hotel, they bend over backwards and try to help you out. Uh, if if you really should have been to this conference, folks, it, there was a, there was it was like a it was like a, a soap opera with all the stuff going on, but it was fantastic. Anyway, so thanks very much, guys, for joining the show. Thanks, Chase. Thanks, Clint. Thank you, Deidre and Adrian uh, again. Uh, this has been the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show, new Google leaks, and SEO Q&A. If you need anything, if you have any questions about SEO, if you have any, uh, 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 if you want more information from us, by all means, you can contact us. Uh, my name is Josh Brzezinski. You can email me at joshbrzezinski at gmail.com for any kind of SEO questions or audits or quality stuff that we're talking about. Clint, why don't you give out your, your contact info? Uh, you can email me at info at digitalear.com or on Skype. And Chase, you're, you're probably more busy than you know what to do with. Do you want to give your contact info out? Uh, yeah, it's just I'm at chaserunner.com. 
There he is. I'm at chaserainer.com. And thanks very much. Also, you can also follow me at Twitter at Josh Mashinsky. That's where I kind of post out more information about these shows. And you can subscribe on YouTube to get information about when these shows are coming out as well. So, again, thank you very much, folks. And uh, I will leave you, at, leave you at that, and we'll see you guys next week. Say bye, guys. See you guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> bye, guys.